0: and 35-year radio veteran, book publisher, and vehicular village idiot, Mark Catfish-Groves. Let's rev up the conversation. Time for Driven Radio Show.
1: Hey, car fiends and gearheads. Welcome to Driven Radio, your weekly automotive happy hour. I am Brett Hatfield, here with our engineer and co-host, Mr. Mark Groves. Yo. And the suddenly reappearing, you were unexpected, young man.
2: Well, that's what my mother said. Yeah. (laughs) Never say never. Nice.
1: Uh, Mr. Corey Pratt of Craving Cars on YouTube. And I want to wish a happy birthday to Mrs. Craving Cars. Dottie, we hope you had a wonderful day. Happy birthday, Dottie. Very cool. We are coming to you from Driven Radio Studios in beautiful Overland Park, Mm -hmm. Kansas. You can find us online at drivenradioshow.com and readthedriven.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Driven Radio Show, and listen everywhere fine podcasts are heard. We're everywhere, chicken man. <laughs> uh, if you like what you're hearing, leave us a positive review on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to tell your gearhead friends. If there's something you would like to hear more of, Or someone you would think we should interview. And yeah, I'm still digging for that one email. A guy sent me somebody we were supposed to interview You'll find it. I
0: (laughs) I believe in you. Yeah,
1: well, 500 emails deep. I need to clear some things (laughs) out. Uh, If there's somebody you think we should interview, I promise I'll pay more attention next time. Or if you have an interesting story, tell us. Send your emails to brett at drivenradioshow.com. Gentlemen's. Weather's been beautiful mm-hmm. out the last week. Yeah, uh, what did you guys do in cars? You do anything? Did you get to little Porsche out and go race
2: help? Um, that's no. no. Oh, and. That's disappointing. The reason is this we're still really busy. Uh, The Creative Car Studio is moving to a new home. You
1: you did sell your abode and you're living out of that one man pup tent. I'm guessing you don't have much time to (laughs) do anything else.
2: No, when you got to wash your socks in a bowl of water, I mean, it's just.
3: (laughs) At least you got (laughs) a a a bowl. At least you got a bowl. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, you know, I, and I was glad to have it. I lived in a shoebox. We a walked up hill to school both ways through the snow, and we were glad to do it.
2: No, but hopefully, uh, we'll. Uh, I'll take it out this weekend. We'll have. I'll have some fun. And,
0: we uh, ate dirt, and we yeah. were happy to get it. I'm glad to have it. <laughs> How about you, Mister? What you uh, do with your motorcycle? Uh, I. It's sad. I took it in, was, you know, having help from a friend who knows a lot about uh, carburetors and motorcycles, but perhaps not this modern. You know, he was trying to do me a solid. He really, really was. And And the friend shall remain nameless. Yeah. And it just wasn't as solid as who you'd hope. So now it's being fixed by the shop mechanic. And uh, hopefully he can piece together what we took apart and that little part that the friend broke off and the... And the screw mm. that got stripped. Let's electrify it and make that thing do burnouts. You know, <laughs> sure there's a kid out there I, somewhere. I do miss it, though, man, because the weather has been beautiful. Yeah, it, has but been. What's weird also is it's allowed a lot more room in my garage. So I set up my table and I've been working in there. I, every morning I go in, and since I, I work remotely pretty much all the time now. You're I working get, in your garage? Yeah. Now, when I record commercials, when I do the voiceover yeah, work, I well, go inside yeah. the house because the freaking dogs and lawnmowers. And you can't have the UPS truck in yeah. the background. <laughs> beep, beep, Son of a bitch, I had it just right. but uh Take uh, 32. It's been beautiful, so, you know, making do with what we got and hoping my baby gets done soon. Well,
1: hey, I got you both smoked, man. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Uh, I went down to the 34th annual Old Moray River Run oh, in Ottawa, Kansas. God, I
2: love that. I really do. Really and
1: love. met my dad down there and drug... My version of Tyler Hoover's Mr. Wizard uh, (laughs) took Daryl Ossipik with me. Daryl's a guy who keeps all my junk running, right? Anyway, we uh, threw our stuff, and Vlad the Impaler hauled down to Ottawa. 1,600 cars at this show. 1,600 cars, man. God, that's fun. There was a whole lot of everything. I was surprised how many... Uh, vintage Impalas were down there. There were a lot, and this is a great thing about that show. All the cars down there have to be pre nineteen seventy two. Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't
0: realize it was that hard vetted. Yep. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. So nice. Uh, Corvettes, Impalas, uh, Chevelles, uh, GTOs, just lots of cool stuff. Mustangs and Torinos and
0: Mopars. Mopars, baby. Mopars. Oh hell yeah. Oh, there were Mopars.
4: <laughs> Uh, Hemi so they had many Hemi
1: cars out there cl- crawling around. They also had stuff that was, man. I tell you what, I love the sound of a rowdy car. But if I were your neighbor,
0: no, nope. I'd <laughs> be so pissed nope. off. <laughs> there was loud stuff
1: down there. I thought my stuff was bad, man. Alive. Anyway, great show. <laughs> and I did something I haven't done in a long time. Hmm? I went as a civilian. <gasps> I didn't. I. I Put the camera case in the car. Never opened it up. Wow! Didn't take my phone out of my pocket. You uh, weren't
0: flipping credentials like a, no. like a dealer in Vegas. You know, it was kind of funny.
1: A lot of people came over, and you know that car has a lot of eyeballs, so oh, it sure. gets a lot of attention. Uh, a bunch of people came over and were talking to us, and Dad and I are kind of joking about. Well, it was his, and then it was mine, and then it was his, and uh, that kind of stuff. And people are asking us about the car, and. Finally, my old man says, he's the one who knows everything. Talk to him. <laughs> he writes for so-and-so, and he writes GM Authority, Ford Authority, at sports car driver, and he's the one who's bragging on me. I wasn't saying squat.
0: Well, that's nice. Yes, uh, yeah. It was cool. It was very cool. That's a
1: proud Peppa. But, again, uh, I did it as a civilian. I wasn't talking. I wasn't shaking hands. I wouldn't not say, hey, out out the show. I probably should have been. But yeah. it was fun to just yeah. kind of walk around and look well, at yeah. stuff. You do gotta,
2: you gotta take that time to yourself once in a while.
1: Yeah, it, it really was. Now, here's the only downside: it was warm. It, yeah, it was plenty warm, and uh, you know, I, I just, I had Niagara rolling down my back. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it was a little it was a little steamy uh but a uh, a really great time and readthedrizzling.com
0: <laughs> oh dear <laughs> maybe it's a good thing you weren't flashing credentials yeah, this <laughs> is my fourth shirt today
3: uh
1: but anyway it was a great show had a whole lot of fun really glad i got the chance to do so it was Amen. fun to hang out with dad he and i haven't done that in a long long time and having Daryl along who just knows stinking everything It was a
0: blast. Nice. Cool. uh,
1: That was was very cool. Hey, in the news, guess what, kids? It's all Broncos this week. (laughs) Uh, Ford says it will fix the hardtop fiasco on new 2021 Broncos. Some Bronco buyers are being ripped off by unscrupulous dealers. I said unscrupulous. I think I even pronounced it right. And Ford (laughs) has just confirmed there will be a Bronco Mm. Raptor for 2022, Mm -hmm. because the Sasquatch package wasn't bad enough. Our guests this week are Seth Burgett and Invisible Timmy Lindstedt of Gateway Bronco and Rob Ward of Legacy EV. The guys will be here to discuss EV conversions for classic cars, the new Bronco EVs from Gateway, and what cool stuff went down at Monterey Car Week. All these guys were in the house with us at Monterey. Uh, There's wall-to-wall Bronco news this week, so let's get to it. From the Detroit Free Press, Ford confirms it will ship new hardtops and new Broncos with new hardtops within the week. Ford Motor Company has announced it will start shipping new hardtops to dealers within a week to replace the faulty ones on 2021 Broncos that have already been delivered. Some 2021 Broncos have been held back after extreme water and humidity changed their appearance. What? Yeah, well, you know the black hardtops? Uh, Apparently, some of the paint had difficulties (laughs) when exposed to more extreme weather. Uh, You kind of expect your off-road vehicle to be able to tackle extreme weather. Yeah,
0: maybe a little. Yeah, just a uh, kiss. Well, you know, some of the
1: paint kind of fell off. Well, you
0: know, it's like those old uh, VWs back uh, when they were first uh, coming out. They uh they had a little problem in heat and humidity because mm-hmm. the uh, glue that they used to glue in like headliners and a bunch of stuff in the interior was uh, made from fish. <laughs> No lie. It, so, if anything wow. should have resistance to water, you'd think it would you'd be think there. It'd right? be fish. Well, it it wasn't that the glue came unglued. It's just that it became aromatic. Oh god! <laughs> and it stank no. like a dead fish inside oh, your car. Uh, so they quickly sm- learned
1: about that. I smell like Girl Scout camp in July. <laughs> oh
0: Jesus! Oh. My goodness. <laughs> oh! Okay. (laughs) All righty. Testing has been
1: completed, Mark Gruber said. He's the Ford Bronco marketing manager. We're ramping up production of the new roof. We've started replacements on the hard tops. We'll continue replacing the roofs on vehicles currently being held, and we expect to be shipping new roofs for vehicles that have been delivered and the new Broncos with the new roofs within the week. Ford will contact customers when tops are ready to be installed
0: from road and track people who ordered broncos are getting screwed by last minute delivery markups this Man. really makes me mad i you know i am a professional uh, car salesman cuz i spent a month and 5 days doing it 20 some odd years ago right
3: <laughs> you are the pro
0: yeah, i'm i'm the guy to know wait 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 i spent a year oh my god yeah well i really <sighs> wanted
1: some I, I wanted someone to take my soul well i spent yeah. a year
0: and 3 months I, I did selling actually cars. Online. No, you're a no. lion. Yep. Okay. Sorry. Fair enough. Thanks for jumping in, though. <laughs> uh, across the country, dealers are adding thousands, if not tens of thousands, of dollars of markups to Broncos on the lot. Now that's on the lot, right? You know, and we're not real surprised about that. The thing is a hot entity. Sure. And uh, and people yeah. are willing to pay it. It's kind of like the housing market. Yeah, but except on wheels. But they're doing
1: it
2: to people who. That's. We're oh, the God, story? pisses me off. Oh. Okay,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Some shady dealers are trying to add huge markups to pre-ordered Broncos just a few days before delivery. Uh, here's the proof. Uh, Pittsburgh Views' YouTube channel, after a year waiting for their Bronco four-door Outer Banks, which they ordered from a dealership the husband used to work for, couple was notified uh-huh. days before delivery. Dealer was adding $10,000 markup over MSRP that they had agreed to. Dude, these Ford dealers better prey these people on oh, firearms. you owners. predatory, you know, I, and there are some great Ford dealers here in town. Uh, I know one guy down in Lewisburg who's just an awesome human being. But people who do this, you ain't right. $52,810 a truck suddenly went to $62,810. They countered, they actually made an offer, which I think was amazing of them, uh, 5000 over sticker. Dealer hasn't decided so you know what it's doing. I'd
1: have been so damn mad.
0: Oh my god! I'd have, I'd have had a five thousand uh. dollars. That five thousand dollars I would save for my freaking lawyer, and I'd find a way. Oh no! I'd spend five thousand dollars trying to make sure everybody knew. Oh yeah, advertise! I'd go buy a billboard oh, right outside yeah. the dealership. You, you know, know that, for five
1: k, you could probably buy a billboard not far away.
0: That. <laughs> that said they're going to screw you yeah don't don't worry about the nuts and bolts it's the screw you got to watch out for
3: <laughs> so many many others say
0: the dealer will not commit to a price until the truck comes in so at least that's kind of that's no, kind still of, crappy but uh according to uh Ford spokesman Mike Levine the strategy uh that strategy might not get you far msrp is msrp he says quote unquote dealers are independent franchises and ultimately the final price the customer will pay for any vehicle is agreed between themselves and the dealer but damn it if you've I, agreed I, on I it and that, then they that, jack it up that's that that's a crap policy too even
1: when ford corporate says we can't they can't set the price and i get that but they could certainly ap- apply pressure to the dealership and say listen this is a bs policy you can't do this to people
0: Not once you've pre-ordered it. That's all due respect to uh, dealerships, uh, especially the good ones. But, you know, when they do that advertising of, hey, we'll show you the factory invoice. It's only this over factory kiss. Oh, please. Jesus. Really? Well, there's so much other crap that goes into this
1: floor plan and kickback and everything else. Not this monkey. Just if you order something, you order it online. It shows you a price. You make your deposit. Yeah. That's an that in my mind is an agreed upon contract. Yeah, yeah that sounds and, right and to I'm, me. And I'm sure there are some attorneys out there who are just seething.
2: Uh, from Rodent Track, Ford just confirmed <laughs> the Bronco Raptor is coming to 2022.
0: Oh nice. Yay. Raptor. Wow, how much do you think they'll gouge on that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, at well, least
2: fifteen, right?
0: It may come depending upon if yours gets delivered uh-huh. at the price you agree. Yeah. It, 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 <laughs> Italian style. It fell oh. off the truck. It'll come. <laughs> you just made all of it. <laughs> so Ford
2: has confirmed that the Bronco Raptor will arrive next year. Ford CEO Jim Farley tweeted a teaser video of the Bronco Raptor Bronco Raptor. First, or giving a first look at the upcoming Baja Prepped truck. Uh, there's not much to uh, to glean from the teaser video. Uh, you do get kind of a glimpse of the, of the front fascia. Yeah. And instead of having Bronco spelled out in the front grille, it got Ford like it does on the prior Raptors on yeah. the F-150s. So the Bronco Raptor is also shown with orange daytime running lights, Ooh. which is kind of like the other one as well. Uh, previous Raptors uh, give us a good idea of what to expect from the Bronco Raptor. The truck should get a beefed-up frame and significantly upgraded suspension components. Including like the Fox Racing shocks. Yeah. Uh, it's been reported the Bronco Raptor will receive the company's three liter EcoBoost, which makes 400 horsepower. Ooh. and I believe it's a considerable amount more in torque, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, a 10 speed automatic transmission will likely become standard. Spy photos indicate that the Bronco Raptor will get 35 inch tires with the option to upgrade to 37s. Good God! I, and I would imagine that's going to be a oh. better lift on this than what the normal Broncos would have, like yeah, the I would, F150 I, Raptor. Yeah. Uh, we're not sure when next year we'll see the Bronco Raptor, but it will likely cost a good bit more than the $51,615 Bronco <laughs> Wildtrak.
1: How long do you think it's going to take somebody to get hold of one of those Bronco Raptors and drop the 6.2 in it from the previous generation F-150 Raptor? First week, probably. Yeah, no. I don't
2: think it's going to take that long. <laughs> and then they're going to go jump a creek and then get sued for, for damaging no, stuff. You no, you got to drive a
1: Dodge just... to do that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> now i i bet they'll you think they'll make them with both versions or just like a four-door i don't know man i don't know but uh i just i'm aching to see one yeah me
1: too okay coming up in segment two we've got seth Burgett and tim Lindstedt of gateway bronco and rob ward of legacy ev the guys will be here to discuss electric classic cars conversions and the all-new bronco ev from gateway and why people think tim is invisible All of this and much more is coming up (laughs) next on Driven Radio. Welcome back to Driven Radio, coming to you from Driven Radio World Headquarters in lovely lovely over park mm-hmm. it was nice today man. dude it's gorgeous had the windows open for the last two days and yeah. leaving them open overnight it got down to 49 degrees yesterday yeah that was some good night. sleeping
0: weather well, i actually broke out a blanket because mm-hmm. usually i'm like a bear thrown out nah, of a cage yeah load the blankets <laughs> up
1: and just sleep hard it was beautiful we have multiple guests with us this evening uh we've got our returning guest and friend of the show seth burgett We were going to have Invisible Timmy, but he's invisible. (laughs) And we've got Rob Ward, founder and CEO of Legacy EV. We were lucky enough to have both of them. Like I said, Tim was supposed to be here, but he's invisible. Uh, (laughs) Guys, welcome to Driven Radio. Thanks for having us. We were lucky enough to have uh, Rob and Seth and also Invisible Timmy stay with us in monterey this year and the house was kind of a zoo we had 10 people there everybody was going a different direction and it was a ton of fun because we managed to get together in the evenings and uh, hang out have a few adult beverages it was a very very cool week Um, for those who haven't heard the reason i keep picking on poor invisible timmy Tim Lindstedt is the marketing guru for Gateway Bronco, and he showed up right after Rhonda and I got to the house. And Tim worked his butt off so hard all week, we almost did not see him. Uh, The kitchen and and our bedroom were upstairs, and Tim's bedroom was downstairs. And we would hear him come in really super late at night. We'd hear him get up and leave really super early in the morning, (laughs) and nobody saw him in between. And we had another couple staying there that got there way after Tim did, and he'd already gone to bed. They didn't see him from Monday until Friday. Wow. Until Friday. (laughs) And they were convinced that we were just making Tim up. It was a running joke. And then he showed up for dinner Friday night, and Tammy turns around and says, who's this i said that's invisible timmy <laughs> so god, bl- alive! god bless him he just worked his tail off all week long so much so that he was barely in the house i think he came <laughs> home slept brushed his teeth and left so there's that i want to introduce rob to everybody uh he's a, he is a hell of a nice guy rob started working in his grandfather's auto shop when he was 12 years old He's built dozens of classic cars, driven them all over the country, and he's also got 20 years' experience in electrical construction and engineering. And he took that and leveraged it to found Legacy EV, creating one of the first-ever EV kit installation curriculums and developing a nationwide network of authorized installers. Legacy EV's mission is to honor the past and protect the future. But, Rob, put it in layman's terms, what do you do?
3: Okay, layman's terms. Legacy EV is like a map of auto parts for EV components perfect. with a geek squad attached to it. Perfect,
1: perfect.
2: <laughs> That's pretty layman's terms. Absolutely
1: I like that. cool. And Rob has built some really cool stuff. Uh, w- and I'm guessing this is how you learned how to do what you do with Legacy EV. Uh, how many cars have you built? And what's the coolest thing you've done so far?
3: Oh, man. Um, how many cars have we built as legacy? Or are you asking me how many cars I've built? Uh, either, both. Okay. Um, you know, legacy, we're, we're sitting right about 15. Wow. Um, for EV conversions that are either complete or in progress. Um and again, legacy. Our goal is to support shops and them do the installs. You know what I mean. Okay. So being a parts distributor and uh, an educator, and uh, um, with that comes vehicles that roll through our shop. Whether it's just for R and D um, and support for another builder, or if it's uh, one that we're doing in house, like a like a uh, one of our own builds. So okay. Um, Me personally, probably another 20 before that. It's always just been a passion of mine. So you might know what you're doing a little. (laughs) Yeah, I know what I like. (laughs) (laughs) What's the coolest thing
1: EV-wise you've built so far? And and, uh, aside from what we're going to talk about in a minute with Seth.
3: Hold on a minute. So are you telling me that I can't say my favorite thing to build is the thing we're gonna talk about in a minute. No
1: no no I'm not saying that. <laughs> but, uh, prior to that project, uh what's okay. I, I I have one and it's it it's a really cool pickup that you built.
3: Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um that was a fun one for me. The uh the seventy one Chevy C ten mm-hmm. pickup. Um yeah that was uh that was a fun truck. That was that goes down as a, the first one that I said let's make this thing electric. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had the the luxury of building it multiple times um, <laughs> to get it, you know, to get everything dialed. And when I say that, it was primarily uh, gear ratios. The thing we we pulled the gas motor out, the transmission out. Uh, replaced it with a dual hyper nine system and a 1.9 to one gear reduction box, and then just driveline to the rear end. So, um, not being a manual transmission and not having an automatic transmission meant that, that gearing ratio as a single speed needs needs to be perfect. Um, so we we had a couple renditions to get top speed where we wanted it and um, torque where we wanted it.
1: What kind of output would something like that have?
3: That one's around 300 horsepower, um, 450 foot pounds of torque.
1: So plenty peppy.
3: Yeah. Yeah, definitely peppy. The other thing that made that one fun is we made weight distribution, um, an important factor, you know, with a, with those trucks, you've got tons of space in the bed. Um, and when you remove the gas powered motor, we, for shock value, um, we put all the battery boxes in the bed of the truck, and put the dual hyper nines in the trans tunnel, mm-hmm. and allowed us to create a front trunk for a, front a Chevy a C10 trunk. pickup. <laughs> um, so, what would happen? You know, we'd take it to shows and pop the hood, and uh, I'd I'd love watching people on a mission, like walk like they're headed somewhere, and they're just going to walk by it, and and then they see
1: this there's nothing under the hood front
3: trunk. <laughs> and they they gotta stop, and uh, you know we even had one guy say, "Are you guys a carpet manufacturer? Are you are oh, you wow. a carpet?" And uh, so no, that was uh, the goal with that truck initially was to show show that you can have functionality with an EV. You don't you don't have to tear the vehicle apart.
4: Mm-hmm. And
3: uh, I know we'll be talking about um Broncos here in the future but it's one of the things we're proud of with uh the work we've done with Seth at Gateway is uh we're not you're not losing any of the the form fit or functionality uh to make it electric.
1: Very cool. So, now, how did you and Seth find each other?
3: Barrett Jackson. No kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um I just happened to be walking by his booth while he was doing um, a press conference and uh, got to hear him speak about his passion for for education and some scholarships that that he was involved with. I made a point to go inter- introduce myself afterwards. One of my goals of being there was to connect with shops like, like Gateway in an effort to help if they have an EV program. And uh, he came and walked around the truck and, for anybody who knows Seth, you got to you got to bring your A game, and yeah. you got to be ready to answer questions. And uh, even the walk to get to the truck was like a fairly fast paced walk. I'm Like, yeah, we're yeah we're he going. doesn't <laughs> sit still;
1: it's really annoying. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I love it because to me, I'm like finally somebody who talks at my pace. Like, let's just let's just get to it. So, I don't know. Getting getting to know Seth and being involved with Gateway has been uh, a great experience for us. He walked around the truck. We, we talked through a few things and I'd say another week or two later, we we're, we were off to the races.
1: So gateway Bronco and legacy EV partnered to create what Seth, tell us what you, what you two have wrought.
4: Well, you know, we've, uh, you know, it's been a fun ride and, and, and Rob described part of it. Uh, you know, we, we see things very similarly and, uh, we have a, great passion for the automobile and the truck and and uh what we've done is we've come together and we've developed and launched uh the Lux gt electric and we did that at monterey uh it was a huge success it uh you know it is our 300 mile version of the electrified bronco uh with rob's team we've also developed a 200 mile range uh bronco which is uh, smooth easy to drive powerful and and uh, honestly just super simple i drove it last night and just loved it it was raining and i just just want to get out and and spend a little time in it and uh, uh you know great fun you put that with our high performance system uh the danfoss system and 300 mile range and you have you know um it's kind of like taking a Uh, a a spun Bronco and and adding a supercharger to it uh, and adding another 100 miles of range. And that's what we launched at Monterey.
1: 300 miles of range. Forgive me for saying so, Seth. The, The Bronco is not horribly aerodynamic, and it's got a fair lift on it. I'm guessing with a gas engine, you probably don't get any more than that.
4: Yeah, you know, it's a brick going through the air, uh, no doubt about that, and um, it uh, was certainly we far exceed uh, the range of the original Bronco, Uh, even 200 Uh miles, far exceeds the original Bronco's range, and as you know, I've I've got some pretty good evidence around that. We went from, you know, cross-country from Walden Pond to Niagara to Glacier across the entire country, 5,000 miles, and the best you can get is kind of a couple hours, two hours Ah, uh, two and a half hours if you're willing to take the two tanks to completely empty, and uh, and that's all you get. So, um, you know, with a coyote, a modern system, a coyote powertrain, and spirited driving, you're going to be at about 300 miles. If you get it out on the interstate and you're really careful with it, uh, a gas-powered coyote vehicle, you can get 350 to 360 miles out of it. So we're we're very comparable to a you know a coyote-powered uh, you know, uh, modern-day Bronco.
1: So, uh, aside from the fact that it just looks so cool, what makes a Gateway Bronco Lux GT EV better than any other run-of-the-mill electric car?
4: Well, I think part of it is, um, you know, we describe it as zero compromise. Um, you know, this is not like driving around a Prius. Uh, Back in the day the Prius was a penalty to Mm -hmm. go electric. Um, Our our goal and and Rob and I are completely aligned around this Um, you should not be penalized for driving electric you should just have all of the upside enjoyment and and that's a big part of this electric vehicle is you get a 300 mile range you get all the power in the world that you could desire you get the smoothness, the quietness. You get full AC, uh, air conditioned seats, heated seats. Um, you get all the luxury appointments. Um, you know, <laughs> pretty similar to a Range Rover Sport, um, but it happens to be in a Vintage Bronco. Uh,
1: I think the Vintage Bronco is a lot better looking, but I'm a little, <laughs> I'm a little biased. You guys both talk to us about Monterey. Man, you you two were everywhere. We barely saw you at home. Uh, Tim never did get to sit still. Where did the Gateway Bronco uh, Lux GTEV appear in Monterey? How was it was received? What did people think? What happened? Just give us a rundown.
4: Yeah, you know, I think we did our first sneak peek at the uh, you know the 30th anniversary of Gordon McCall's Motor Works revival. Mm-hmm. So at the hangar event, I'd like to um, thank everybody we- who
1: went for stealing me hats. Thank you
4: hey I, that, that was me actually well
3: Ron,
1: it really I, was I appreciate yeah. it thank you very much and Rhonda sure likes hers too
4: <laughs> so you know uh, how would I describe that event I would say that um you know one of the media that were taking pictures stated afterwards that um the Bronco was the most photographed vehicle at Gordon McCall's event mm-hmm. um you know, Jim Farley was there, and, and he came over to the vehicle multiple times. Um, it, it was a popular, a popular attraction there, and so we were pretty – it was our first, you know, kind of uh, reveal. It was, uh, you know, uh, a, a sneak peek of the vehicle, first time in the public, and, and certainly it, it got the attention. Uh, following, <laughs> following that event, we did a photo shoot uh, at the beach, that all went well. We did a Rob Report dinner, uh, and then we followed that up with the um, uh, really with the uh, the full launch at the Quail on Friday. Um, each of those were were great events. Um, you know, we were having to pull people away from the vehicles so we could do our photo and video shoot by the beach. Uh, just lots of great attention, and then the quail. It you know it sold first day, probably halfway through the day, it was a done deal. Wait, wait, wait. Don't skip uh, over and, that.
1: Uh, <laughs> it sold the first day at the quail. It did. So, did you just have the single copy of this so far, or, or are there others waiting?
4: Uh, well, of the of the Lux GT, that was a single copy. We got multiples of the uh, the 200 mile range vehicle that are. Uh, they're either being built or being driven and, and, and um, uh, built, and then the second copy of the hyper uh, is already sold and, and being delivered to LA. So, um, this was the only copy that we had available that was open and it sold. And, and then, um, did you know, they agree to let you show themselves.
1: it off some more?
4: They did, yeah. So, that was really generous, and uh, we were able to show it four times. Rob was able to show it at a trade show uh last week. Uh, that seemed to go really well. Um, you know, that, i let Rob maybe describe how well that went.
3: Yeah, it was a, it was a fun show. It was uh, the battery show up in Detroit, Michigan. Um, I bet that was a big six, deal. Yeah, there's about 600 exhibitors total. Um, and uh, unlike a, a Barrett-Jackson or a SEMA where you got a lot of vehicles, this is a show that's more technology-driven. And so to have the Bronco in our booth, I think there were only three other cars total and maybe I'm biased, but none of them stood out like, (laughs) like the Bronco did. So it was a hit. I mean, the Bronco is gorgeous in itself. And then, you know, to be able to have uh, our involvement and it be electric makes it, you know, extremely unique. So um and then also I'll add to have it at a show where everybody who's there is um there to learn about EV mobility and and they're all kind of embracers of it that's that's different than like a standard car show that that I'm going to where I uh, you know I get I get accused of ruining stuff you know <laughs> <laughs>
1: Seth, when is Gateway going to be able to start delivering uh, Lux GT EVs? I know you've already sold the one.
4: Yeah, well, we're, we're delivering now, so we've got oh, uh, good. this first one, and then we've got the second one that's, uh, that's pretty far along, and uh, it'll be ready to deliver here this fall. And, um, yeah, we're in, we're in delivery mode now. Uh, this vehicle will go, I think this next week, will go to a, a electric ground support equipment show. Uh, it'll be used as eye candy for the ground support equipment show for all of uh, the aircraft industry. Uh, also, one of our clients who bought, uh, bought a Bronco. So we'll have it on display there. And then it'll be a SEMA, uh, SEMA 21. And, um, you know, that'll be, I think, a good piece. We'll have a press conference there. Mm-hmm. You're, of course, invited. And then we'll we'll cap it off with Barrett-Jackson Scottsdale in January. And from there, it will go to the new owner's home in Laguna Beach.
1: This is a possibility. I understand, but you kind of skimmed over it uh, at SEMA, at your press conference. Uh, there may be a special guest in attendance. You want to tell me about that?
4: Well, sure, sure. So you know, this vehicle has many, many features and content that make it really a special vehicle—a three to four hundred thousand dollar vehicle. And and one of those was developed in partnership with Ray Everham's company. Uh, and that is uh, really modernizing the suspension to the point that it, it truly is a modern ride quality. Um, you know, the Bronco has some inherent challenges. It's a short wheelbase, it's a high, high center of gravity um, vehicle, and so and it's a brick going through the air. So, what we have done is we work with Ray's company. And it's a shock manufacturer. And so we have active controlled shock absorbers on a vintage Bronco. And at the turn of a switch, you can change from sport mode to normal mode to luxury mode. And if you're in particular, uh, you know, rough road driving through Detroit, put it into luxury mode and soften up the ride. If you'd like to take a canyon road in, in uh, California or the mountains, put it into sport mode and get a little firmness and, and uh, the, the right kind of response you're looking for. The, the, you know, the most fundamental thing we've done with this Bronco is adding this suspension uh, and tuning of the suspension with Ray's company. And, uh, yes, Ray will be at SEMA, and we plan to have him uh, participate in our press conference with, um, uh, with Rob's booth.
1: Very cool. All right, both of you guys. What is on the horizon for Gateway and Legacy? What projects do you have coming that you can talk about? I know there's stuff that you can't yet, but uh, what do you have coming up? Wow!
4: Um, <laughs> how do we want to describe that, Rob? Uh, <laughs>
3: I'm, I'm just—I'm a follower. You—you you take the lead on this one.
4: <laughs> well, we are. I would say you know probably the headlines here. Um, Brad, as we are, our version of this is to break new ground within the electrification market, uh, bring a higher level of vehicle with zero compromises. So no matter what we have, either the 200-mile range or the 300-mile range, uh, it is a zero-compromise experience. Uh, My test drive last night, um, I would have thought I was driving an electric Lexus. Wow, And I mean, it was so smooth, so refined. Um, you, you really can't believe that it's a vintage Bronco. Um, it's just it's just wonderful. It's so quiet and peaceful. And um, the smoothness of it all is, is really one of the things that really others, others haven't been able to achieve in the electrification market. They just have not. It's got a lot of gear whine or um, it, just noise. And um, even for an electric vehicle, it's quiet, but yet you have all these other mechanical noises. Uh, you know, the, the partnership we've had with electric, uh, with, uh, with leg- uh, Legacy EV is we just don't have those kinds of challenges. And the best way I would describe it with our base model, electric, is it's like driving an electric Lexus. I've never driven an electric Lexus, but if you can imagine what a Lexus would feel like under electric power, that's what it's like.
1: Gentlemen, well done. And what a cool vehicle. Uh, Just really happy for both of you. Congratulations. We've been speaking with Seth and of Gateway Bronco and Rob Ward of Legacy EV. You can find all the social media links for Seth, Rob, Gateway Bronco, and Legacy EV on readthedriven.com. Gentlemen, thank you so much for being with us on Driven Radio.
4: Thank you. Appreciate it, guys.
1: Thank you so much for spending time with Driven Radio. We love what we do, and we wouldn't be able to do it without the support of our listeners. You can find us online at show.com and driven.com Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Driven Radio Show, and everywhere find podcasts are heard. I am Brett Hatfield for Mr. Corey Pratt. Yes. And Mr. Mark Groves. Y'all. Yo. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time here on Driven Radio.